Well, it's April 3rd, and that means the April Fool's Day pranks are probably over, and it means we're one month away from graduation parties aplenty. When it's time to turn the tassel, then toss the cap. We send out invites or create a Facebook event and invite everybody to celebrate with us and hopefully bring a gift, maybe even some money for college. Then we sit back and watch Facebook for the RSVPs to come in, or we watch the mailbox for the RSVPs to come in. But there was no Facebook in Jesus' day. But they still had their feasts, and they still had to invite their guests. In order to invite their guests to their swanky, fancy five-course dinners, the host sent out two invitations. The first one gave guests the date of the dinner, so they would save the date. That sounds familiar. The second invitation was the day of the dinner, right before dinner, to tell the dinner guests that dinner was ready. This second invitation was the invitation for guests to drop everything they were doing and start heading for the host's house because he had prepared a mouth-watering, jaw-dropping five-course feast all for them. I know it sounds delicious, doesn't it? Well, let's take a little bit of time to give you time to get up and get a snack and give me time to get everything ready to tell you the rest of this story right after this. Good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry, and you're listening to The Banquet on Simplify. The servant checked the first address. He knocked on the door, expecting to be greeted with a hug and a smile, and said, Good evening, good sir. It is my pleasure and delight to announce to you that your delightful dinner is soon to be served. Instead of a hug and a smile, he was greeted with a stutter and an an excuse. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's today, isn't it? Hey, uh, listen, man, I, I just bought a piece of property and I, well, I, I really want to go see it. You know, walk around a little bit, take a tape measure to it. You understand, right? Let, let's, let's take a rain check on this one. I, I'll, I'll catch you the next time. King James Version, I pray thee, have me excused. The servant was t- a little taken aback. He composed himself, walked down the sidewalk, checked the next address on his card. He strode up to that door and waited for the second guest, but sadly the second was just like the first. Good evening, good sir. It is my pleasure and delight to announce to you that your delightful dinner is soon to be served. Oh, yeah, hey, about that. I I just bought five yoke of oxen, and I really want to prove them. You know, go out, try them out, kick the tires a little bit. I'm sure you understand. I pray thee. Have me excused. This was shocking. In their Eastern culture, hospitality was life. As the servant walked back down that walk with his invitation still in hand, he had one more guest to personally invite. He double-checked the address, headed down the street, up the walk, and onto the porch. He didn't have to knock on the door because the man and his new bride were sitting on the front porch. Good evening, good sir. Good evening, good man. Congratulations on your recent wedding. Very happy for you both. It is my delight to announce to you that your delightful dinner is soon to be served. And this man wasn't near as kind and courteous as the two before him. He put his arm around his bride and said, Hey, listen, I just got married and I ain't leaving this porch. No, let's take a rain check. No, catch you next time. No, I pray thee have me excused. His response to the King James is, I've married a wife, therefore I cannot come. End of conversation. Dejected the servant headed home. He expected to have all of his guests in tow, but it was just him. As he got closer, he could smell leg of lamb and fresh fish on the fire, fresh baked bread from the ovens. Hey, you're getting hungry, aren't you? I am too. 
His host could tell something was wrong. The servant just shrugged his shoulders and said, I, I'm sorry, sir. I, I invited all of your guests. Nobody wanted to come. The first man said he just bought a field and wanted to go look at it. He even showed me the deed. The second said he just bought five yoke of oxen and he wanted to go try them out. And of course, you well know, the third just got married and well, he said he wasn't leaving his bride and not leaving the front porch. I'm sorry, sir. Nobody's coming to your dinner. Before we turn the page, let me color in the detail on Jesus' painting. Jesus was saying that the kingdom of heaven is like a great feast. The kingdom of heaven is a time to set out the plates and forks, cook the choicest meats, bake the freshest bread, blow the shiniest trumpets, unfurl the crispest banners, and rejoice. Life in the presence of God is seen as a celebration. Every song we sing, every sermon we hear, every time we pray in the prayer room or in the altar or in our living room during our devotion, we have been invited by God himself to belly up to the buffet and banquet our souls on the greatness and the goodness of our God. Jesus knew us. He created us. And he knew the excuses we would give to keep away from the table. I just bought a field, just bought some oxen, just got married. All good things. Nothing wrong with real estate, nothing wrong with cars or work, and certainly everything right with marriage. But nothing and no one should keep us away from feasting our souls in the presence of God. The host heard his invited guest's excuse for why whatever they were doing was more important than what he would do for them. So he told his servant, Okay, you hurry up and go to the streets, go to the lanes of the city. And you find the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, and invite them to supper. So the servant left the palatial house and headed for the filthy streets. And he found people sitting on the streets who had never sat in velvet chairs or had never eaten on fine china or held sterling silver in their hands. But they were about to. Do you remember what it was like to be poor, maimed, lame? Blind, broke, broken. Before you had ever walked with God or before you had ever seen the goodness of God at work in your life, do you remember what it was like to live in the streets and to hear the invitation that a gracious host has prepared a delicious feast and you have been invited? And now here you are, whether it's months later or years later, a regular diner at his dinner. Thank God he opened his banquet to us to people who did not and still do not deserve it. But we don't sit at the banquet table because we deserve it, because we're good enough. We sit at the banquet table because he's gracious. And we feast on his mercy and his grace, even though we deserve neither. After the servant combed the streets and lanes for the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind, he hurried back home and told his master, Sir, every penniless, broken beggar, every lame, blind beggar from our city is sitting at your table. And would you believe it? We still have empty chairs. There is more dinner than diners. What do you want me to do? And the gracious host said, let's fill up the seats to feed the hungry. So go out into the highways, go out into the hedges and urge them to come fill up my house. It doesn't matter who you are or aren't. It doesn't matter what you have or don't or whom you know or what you know. If you are hungry, Jesus has spread a banquet table to satisfy the longing in your soul. 
And as I think about the empty chairs in our sanctuary, in Mount Vernon, and the empty parking spaces in our parking lot, I can smile and I can say most literally, there is still room for you. Think about the empty chairs in your sanctuary. Think about the empty seats in your car on the way to the sanctuary and the empty parking spaces when you get your empty car to the sanctuary. Think about it. There was room for you. There's still room for others. And then think about this, that holy heavenly city, which according to Revelation measures 1,500 miles by 1,500 miles by 1,500 miles. That's 3.3 cubic million miles. And I can smile and I can say most literally and for all eternity, there is still room for you. Let's give thanks to God that he has invited us to be a diner at his dinner, his banquet table. And let's ask the Lord to help us to find anybody who is hungry and invite them to join us at his table. Lord, I love you so much. Thank you for this gracious, wonderful invitation to be able to come and sit at your table and feast at your banquet. Thank you for your mercy and your grace your great salvation, your redemption. Thank you, God, for your kindness, your forgiveness, all the gifts you give. I thank you, Jesus. We have the privilege to feast our souls in the presence of the Lord at the table, the banquet table of our God. Thank you today. Help me to never take it for granted, and at the same time, help me to do my part to help fill up the seats. If I'm the servant in this parable, I want to fill up the seats. If I'm the one dining at the table, God, I want to make sure somebody is with me, beside me. I don't want to keep this to myself. Help us to be grateful and help us to be looking for others. We can help fill up the seats so you can feed their soul as you have fed ours. We give praise and thanks and glory to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks so much, Simplify listeners. Be sure to click subscribe or share. And let anybody else know about this podcast. Maybe this is a way you can help fill the seats. You can share this podcast with somebody else and be a blessing to them, as I hope it has been to you. Got a couple resources for you to check out. There's the devotional called Simplify that launched the podcast. And then there is a book called 10 Words, A Practical Look at the Ten Commandments. And both of those are available at PentecostalPublishing.com. And they're also available on Kindle if you would prefer that... For your phone, tablet, computer, fax machine, you can read it that way, or you could get it on Audible if you prefer to listen rather than read. So those are both available at PentecostalPublishing.com, Amazon, and then 10 Words is available on Audible. We continue to climb the download count. Thank you all who have listened and shared with others. We're over 91,000 downloads at this point and climbing, so I'm looking forward to getting to that 100,000 milestone very soon. Next week, I want to share with you a devotion called Hosanna, because it's Palm Sunday. And I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week. And always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.